And now hear this scripture the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 12. What I want to talk about is the various ways God's spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and is often misunderstood. But I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how you were when you didn't know God? Led from one phony God to another? never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everybody else did it. It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can. For instance, by using your heads, you know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned nor would anyone be inclined to say Jesus is master without the insight of the Holy Spirit. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere. But God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit. And all kinds of people, the variety is wonderful. Let us pray. Gracious God, we honor you today for who you are and all that you do. We are excited to be celebrating five years with West, just recollecting that perhaps many years ago you planted the seed in Andrea's heart to step out on faith and that you would call people from all over this place to come together to be community in a different and awesome kind of way. We thank you for her leading, and we thank you for West following. So be present with us today, God, as we celebrate the awesomeness of who you are, as we celebrate the many ways and wonderful ways you work in our lives and work through us. Keep using us, God. Keep helping us to use those gifts to bring others to you. We ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. You know, most of you guys know I, I try and be a I try and be a spiritual guy. I'm not I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm not telling you how to believe. But every day, um, at some point during the day, I open up a book that I believe in, and I, I just pop to a page. I look through it. Okay. Sometimes that page gives me great insight. I'm going to tell you what I what I opened up to today. First term. But you don't have to be a historian of this to know what I'm telling you, okay? The first thing I open to is a story about David, all right? David was the son of Samuel, one of the greatest kings of Israel, all right? What happened with David, he had eight brothers, okay? When Samuel's time came to lose power, everybody was looking to his sons. He had eight. David was the least likely, but the one chosen. He was the youngest, the smallest, the weakest. He was the one selected. Now you may say, well, you know, why am I telling you that tonight? Why do we need to hear that? Here's why. I'm telling you what. He was the least likely candidate. 
There are a lot of people out here tonight who think you are the least likely candidate to be successful. David was chosen because he had an intangible. His intangible was his heart. Alright? Now they're bigger. They got athletes. They got guys going to Division One schools. Alright? We can see that. And so can everybody else. But nobody can see the intangible with us. Alright? There's a reason why I opened up to that passage. We gotta make that happen tonight. Be the intangible tonight. Here we go. Lord, Lord, I'm only one. play the game. This game of life, this game that you have been chosen to come to, you have been drafted to be on this team, and you were chosen for a reason. You were chosen because you had gifts, just like the gifts that the people who were in this church in Corinth, in this city, that this apostle, this follower of Christ wrote this letter to 17 years later after the death of the one that they so passionately believed in and they so passionately followed, this man named Jesus, these people, they had these gifts and this passion deep within them to run out on the field and and do this game, this thing called life. And you, you have those very same gifts. The Greek word is charismata. You have the same gifts that they had back then. So that letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth is the same letter that we can read today and we can know that just like 2,000 years ago when they read it and they knew that there were all these obstacles out on the field that they were going to face, those same obstacles are there for us today. But just like the church in Corinth, one against the enemies that they faced, you you, team, team effect, bringing about a change in this world, you can win the game today. But it's going to require that we do something, that when we run out on the field, we are ready. And so this morning, we are going to get ready. We are going to be ready so that when we hit the field running, we will indeed not only just play the game, we will win the game. So we are going to get ready. We're going to have some energy and we are going to say goodbye to our fears that are before us. We are going to say goodbye singing a song that I bet you might Remember from your other football game days, we are going to say goodbye to our fears. We are going to say goodbye to the opponents that are bigger than we are. We are going to say goodbye to all the things that scare us or may hold us back from playing the game the best way that we can. We are going to say goodbye. So I want you to join with me now in our fight song. Are you ready? Nine.
How to memorize your football playbook. If you want to play to your full potential on the field, memorize that playbook quickly and thoroughly. You will need a football playbook. Pick up your West playbook today. Available after service. In just a minute, you will get your very own playbook of how we're going to play this game. Today, there is something unique about the way that we are playing this game. There are three churches joined together in this place as one. Our friends from Faith and St. Paul are worshiping with us today to celebrate our birthday and celebrate how we are bringing about a, a new day, a new game in the way that we face this opponent, sometimes called life, because you see life. Life should not feel like an opponent. Life should be something that every day we wake up and we breathe in and we say, thanks be to God for the gifts that I have been given to face this day and enjoy this day. But sometimes those fears that we have or these preconceived ideas that we have going on, they just get in the way. So this morning... As we join together as one team, as a unified team, just like Paul was telling those people in Corinth, you need to be one, not disunified, but unified. We are going to remember why we play the game, why we were ever joined together to start with. There is one mission, and that is to love God and serve others and bring about change in this world we do that together, each of you having very diverse and unique gifts that you bring to this team. We take the gifts that you have, and then this powerful spirit of God works in and through each of us here so that when we execute our plays, even when we make mistakes or incur penalties, we still win the game. The way that that happens, though, is by always remembering to keep the main thing the main thing. We will always focus on the mission of the church to love God, serve others, and transform the world. Harmon will probably try to squib it, and he does. Paul comes loose, and the Bears have to get out of bounds. Rodgers along the sideline, another one. They're still in deep trouble at midfield. They tried to do a couple of... The ball is still loose as they get it to Rodgers. They give it back now to the 30. They're down to the 20. Oh, the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He's going to go into the Bears. The Bears have won. The Bears have won. Oh, my God. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, Exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. Now, I've been watching us play in some of our scrimmages and our practices, and I've noticed a few of the things that, you know, we keep letting trip us up. So before we break out this morning and go play, I want us to think for just a second about the things that 
cause us to stumble just a little and cause us to keep from advancing that ball down the field so that we don't score touchdowns. The, one of the things that happens to us first is we, we don't start correctly. We either start too soon and we're off sides or we hold. Sometimes we, in our eagerness, get ready to go and do things, and, and perhaps we don't think through all the parts and pieces, or we may miss a detail or two, and so sometimes that causes us to fumble or lose the ball or be off sides, and that's one of the things that happens. We, we don't see all the big picture. The other thing is we hold on. We hold on to traditions or the way that it's always been done or we did that before and it didn't work so we're never, ever, ever going to try it again because we're afraid to fail and we hold on to those things. And, and you know what, folks, team, that gets in the way of us winning the game. So that's the first thing that I want us to make sure that we pay really close attention to as we go win this game today. The second thing is I want us to make Make sure, make sure that we don't just act out of fear and stay planted where we are and be afraid to run those trick plays. You see, those trick plays are how we can ultimately fake out our opponent and win the game. And in just a minute, I'm going to reveal our trick plays to you for this upcoming game and season. But don't be afraid. They are different, but different's good. Different brings about transformation. That's why we're called team effect. We are about transformation, and we are about change, not just change in the way, but change in our hearts. Because as we execute these plays and we play the game, every single play offers us an opportunity to grow closer to that spirit of God that lives in each of us, that very spirit that gave us those gifts, it's in each of us, and we can connect to that spirit every single time we run a play. So don't be afraid to run those trick plays. And the other thing that I want us to make sure, make sure doesn't happen to us is when it looks like we have won the game, when it looks like all the things are on our side, and it's all adding up, and, and we have got it in the bag. Ho, ho, ho. That's when we become complacent, and we think we've got it. That's when we start looking at ourselves and patting ourselves on the back and go, we've got this. And, and you know what? The other team, their heart and their soul, they won't quit. They're going to always be trying to win the game. So guess what? We can never assume that we are going to win the game. We can never assume that we have got it all wrapped up nice and pretty and that we're going to walk off that field as winners. We can never assume those things. If we will keep those things in mind, those things that cause us to incur penalties and cause us to fumble the ball and cause us to lose ground on the field, if we will keep those things in our mind, I promise you, I promise you, not only today, but every game in our season all the way to the Super Bowl, if we will keep those things in mind, we will win this and all games.
Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all the time thing. You don't win once in a while and you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit. You got to play with your heart, with every ounce of fiber in your body. I've never known a man worth the salt who deep down in his heart didn't appreciate the grind, the discipline, and to win, and to win, and to win. It is and always has been an American seal, and that's just to be first, regardless of what we do. There's no room for second place. There's only one place, and that's first place. I finished second twice in my time, and I don't ever want to finish second again. But I firmly hold that a man's finest hour, the greatest fulfillment to anything he holds dear, is that moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lays exhausted on the field of battle. Victorious. I and the different ministry teams of Faith and St. Paul and West, we believe that we have a formula for success. We believe that we have a formula to come in first place, not second. So uh, this morning, right before we go play the game, I want you to hear our exact plays. After we run out on the field, you can have your own playbook to take home and look at and study for the games ahead. But right now, for today, just listen to the plays that we are going to execute. We hope to field the ball at the 30-yard line. This is going to be on our turf, our side of the field, the 30-yard line. We are going to field the ball. With our mascot in tow, the rubber chicken, which remember, that means anybody is welcome, blue jeans, high heels, anybody, any skin color, anything, anyone, even rubber chickens are welcome onto our team. All people are welcome onto our team, and we are going to field the ball at the 30, and we are going to focus on being in community. In community as one movement here in the Mooresville Lake Norman community, but three separate churches with different and unique gifts. But we are going to come together in some ways and be community with a couple of small groups that we're going to offer, with different leadership development things that we're going to do involving reps from all three churches. We are going to have different kinds of small groups, a golf group for anybody that's passionate about golf. That's one of our personal interest groups. We're going to have a cooking group that cooks not only for ourselves, but for people beyond ourselves. Those are just a few opportunities of community. We have a new spiritual formation small group starting for anyone. We also have our other small groups that have openings and Bible studies that are going to be existing. We have our ministry teams that you can serve on. Every one of those things contributes to this greater sense of community. And whether you're here in 
in person or worshiping with us online, you are a part of this very real community. And our online folks, you are just as important and just as critical to us winning this game as the people who are sitting in here. So that is how we're going to get the ball to the 30. Now then, we have to go from the 30 to the 50. That will happen as we exist in community. But then, when we get to the 50-yard line, that is when we have got to run one of those trick plays. We have got to advance much further down the field after we get to the 50-yard line. So, when we're on the 50, I want us to end up at the 20. And here is the trick play that we are going to run. Now, this is different But remember, one of the things that we're not going to do is we're not going to be afraid to be different because, you see, the old way is not working in America anymore. The old way of church, the old way of religion, we've seen that. We read all the statistics, and we know that we have been called to such a time as this, and we have these gifts that God is calling us to use. We've got to use them differently. Well, one of the parts and pieces of that is how we fund our team and how we fund the way that we play the game. We've been talking about this for a long time, about nine months, and we've been praying and discerning and consulting with people in how best to go about this, and we believe that we have a plan. Beginning on October 1st, the West folks, we're going to do away with this thing called this uh, nebulous church budget. You know, the budget where all the teams get together in uh, October and pool their, you know, ideas and resources and think about what they need to play the game for the next year. A year is a long time in our world today. Things change so rapidly. Ministries change rapidly. And by the time you get nine months into a calendar year, your needs are different, our needs are different, so we're just going to run a trick play. We're doing away with a a year-long church budget. We're going to do it a quarter at a time, three months at a time. The ministry teams will submit their ask ahead of time, and we will formulate those, and we will bring those to you. Guess what? No more nebulous ideas. You'll know exactly what we are using your money for. But here's the the kicker. For so long in churches, we've, you know, not had designated funding because, you know, nobody wants to pay the light bill. The light bill is not sexy, Who wants to go around and say, oh, I gave to the light bill at church? But I tell you what, we are going to do away with this idea of no designated giving because you have proven time and time and time again, you will fund that which you are passionate about. So we're going to have seven different categories of giving and you are invited to designate every cent that you give. You can choose from one of the seven categories, and staff and operations will be one of those, and then the other six will be the various ministry areas, spiritual formation, student ministries, missional ministries. All of those are laid out here in your playbook. So I invite you to grab a copy of this on your way out. It's a trick play. It's a risky play. There's a little chance that, like, I won't be your coach anymore, you know, if, like, nobody funds the uh, staffing. 
But you know what? We believe that when you are allowed to use your gifts, not just money, but your gifts of skill and talents, like all these folks up here, they are passionate about music and singing and, and technology in the back and the people on the hospitality team and, and folks that are just willing to say hello on Sunday mornings. All of these gifts that all of you bring, they are essential to us winning the game. So we are going to play a trick play about the whole funding thing, and we believe that that's going to get us to the 20-yard line. And then we are going to get ready to push that ball into the end zone and score a touchdown by doing what I know that all three churches in this room today do best. We exist to give ourselves away just as Jesus did. He didn't put a lot of money into fancy trappings. He put his energy into leading people to encounter the amazing, life-changing love of God. And so we will keep our eye on that goal line, and we will play the game, and we will finish the game and score a touchdown by keeping our eye on giving ourselves away We're going to partner with new partners this year, Lake Norman Oncology, Habitat for Humanity with our youth and our churches, all three of us, and then in the way that we support them throughout the week, Third Creek Elementary School, Mooresville Christian Mission, Ding Dong Ditch, New Story United Methodist Church, our missional sister partner in Winston-Salem that we work with, the Back to School Bash, Presley School that is an at-risk school in Statesville. We are creating a comfort food team that feeds people in their time of need. Our global missional partner, Acres of Hope in Nebbi, Uganda, where Michelle Campbell is today, We are starting another new global partner alongside the Young family in Guatemala. We will continue in Wilmington where our youth have been hands-on for the past several years. And then future potential partners, Lake Norman Animal Rescue and Home, Hope of Mooresville, the new homeless shelter that is in the very beginning stages of being built. I believe that if we keep our eye on what matters most, and that is not incurring stuff for us or uh, making ourselves bigger, look bigger, it is with humility and it is with love that we will win the game and we will score a touchdown. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, you have called us for such a time as this. Every person that is gathered in this room today has unique and diverse gifts, just like the Apostle Paul wrote that first church in Corinth. God, I ask that you reveal to each of us right now what our gifts are and how we can use them for the work of the kingdom. We know that it is so much more than just playing a game, that that's a fun analogy, but God, life is not a game. And there are many people that need to know the love, and the change that you bring. Let us be those agents of change. 
In Christ's name, we pray. So the very same God that gifted you with the gifts that we each individually have and the same God that calls us together in this place, may that same God bless you and keep you now as you go forth and as you run out of this locker room and as you go out on the field and as you play the game. May God keep your going out and your coming in now and forever. In the name of God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, amen. Go play the game.